Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Les Bowen, Paul Domowich. We're from the Philadelphia Inquirer, of course, and this is the Bird's Eye View Podcast, and uh, we're happy to be here, guys. Uh, just a few notes for those of us who, uh, for those of you who are listening, um, we're trying to upgrade uh, the quality of the podcast, and, uh, and we got some new microphones, and I uh, hope that you guys noticed that. Um, I don't think it sounds as much like we're in a, the end of a wind tunnel, so... Um, that is one positive development of the new Bird's Eye View podcast. So we're on one week one week in the training camp, and today was the longest day that they're going to have, two hours and, and uh, 40 minutes, and it was a hot one. They didn't do any live tackling, but that will come, I think, Saturday after tomorrow's off day. But I said we start with running back position today. Um, one, because we had an injury. Two, because we had a guy make a step forward uh, from injury in terms of his comeback. And three, because I it's I just think it's extremely intriguing based upon how poorly that unit was last year. I know we talked about it a little bit the other day, but um, I'm wondering what you guys think is going to shake out here with the running back position. Is it, is it going to be Jordan Howard logging most of the snaps early on and eventually you'll see Miles Sanders working his way in there? Or do you feel like right off the bat it'll be kind of 50-50? Or maybe even more Sanders than Howard. Uh, my my sense, my feeling is that it's going to be more of a split. Um, I think they're going to use Jordan Howard on first down, uh, just like they did Blunt a couple of years ago and short yardage. But, I mean, Sanders, you, you before he got hurt today, you watch him out there the last few days, he just – he doesn't look like a rookie. I mean, he looks very comfortable. Uh, you know, he he missed most all of spring uh, OTAs, but he obviously was there to 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 learn the offense mentally. But uh, I mean, so I think you know, you're, and then you're going to work Corey Clement in there. Uh, I mean, this is still going to be a running back by committee situation. You know, depending on the personnel groupings. Um, you know, I think they're going to run. Th- you know, Sproles will get his yeah. handful. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to use all those guys. Les, what you? Well, how about you? What do you think is going? How do you think this is going to shake out? Yeah, I, the when when they signed Howard, I thought they might use him almost exclusively, but you know, as time obviously, then they they drafted Miles Sanders, and then watching these drills in camp, watching Howard try to catch the ball, which is an important part of this offense, I don't see it. <laughs> so I think he might be limited to like a Legarrette Blunt type role. Maybe more than that. It just a lot of it does depend on how Sanders does in the games. If he doesn't fumble, which was a problem at Penn State, um, but I've been like you guys. I've been impressed. I I wasn't expecting him to be as good as he looks because of the time that he missed in the spring. There was a lot said at the end of the spring work about him being behind, and you know it wasn't optimal that a rookie couldn't get in the offense and on the field. You know and and do the things that everybody else was doing, but I don't see that as any kind of hindrance whatsoever for we had our, We had our first scare today at at practice. I mean, this has been kind of remarkable, to me at least, to having covered so many of these when you've had injuries in the first week because guys haven't been doing this for a while. Sanders went, you know, you've had guys healthy or not get hurt. Uh, we've had a few. Um, Cravon blocked the first day on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, uh, not a, not a. We haven't had any real debilitating injuries. No. Like no and then all of a linger, you know, or put anybody on IR or anything like. That. Right, and then all of a sudden, Miles Sanders goes down, and he's laying in there on the on the on the <laughs> ground. And I'm thinking to myself, this is like typical Eagles. Yeah. That yeah. the guy all of a sudden that everyone's excited about is doing well. 
gets hurt and has some sort of setback that's going to limit him for the rest of the preseason. He'll miss time and all of a sudden affects him as he carries over into the season for a rookie. But he got up on his own. They sent him to the medical tent and he came back. He didn't do any anything else. Um, and after practice, he was fine. Doug said they had to do a few more tests. Uh, had to do some tests to see whether there's anything there. My guess is that maybe he'll miss a practice and or two. You know what? I bet you we don't see him for a while. Not, you think they're going to bubble, because, bubble wrap yeah, him a little bit? If we're if we're if if what we're seeing with everybody else is an indication, yeah, that's a good. Point. They want everybody healthy for week one, and so I would not be surprised if they put him on ice for a while. Because he's looked so good too. I mean, yeah. like he, yeah. here's the, my thing with him is just like he's just he honestly like I think like if you were like going to like build the running back in terms of his body type, yeah. this would be the guy. I mean, he is yeah. just like yeah. he's. Stacked, but it's all muscle. He's got like a he's got big uh, th- thighs and, and calves, and and uh, he's he's like around two. What are they have like two fifteen or something like that? And he's fast. Like I was watching him on special teams. He was just um, playing like cover unit or something like that. Yeah. He was out running like receivers with no problem, yeah. chasing down a, a punt returner. Uh, he's just a physical kind of. I don't say freak because I think Saquon Barkley is a freak, mm-hmm. but he's got great physicality. Yeah. I mean, you wrote the, uh, the excellent two part story on him where, uh, you know, you talked about, I mean, they did not expect this guy to fall in their lap. I mean, they wanted him badly, but they didn't think he'd be there with that second, uh, second round, that second round pick of theirs. And I mean, that if he stays healthy, they, they may have hit gold here. Uh, Clement, for the first time of camp, uh, participated in seven-on-seven drills. I spoke to him last week, and he's like, oh, I think I'll be back on team drills next week. So not quite there yet, but this is obviously a positive development for him. He, We don't know exactly what he did with his knee. He keeps he uh, he was asked today after practice uh, if he tore the ACL. He told some other, uh, other media outlet that he didn't tear his ACL. Now, the Eagles originally said it was the mm-hmm. ACL, correct? I think so. Uh- but he definitely, I thought he had some sort of procedure done. And generally, if you're going to have a procedure done, it's to the ACL. It's very rarely to the MCL or LCL. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a mystery. So, but I mean, whatever. N- nevertheless, he's he's back practicing. And um, I'm interested to see how he's going to fit in. Because we all know what he did in the Super Bowl season as a rookie. But before the injury, he was kind of struggling last year. He I was. Thought. And I really think. Somebody asked me on Twitter if I had uh, a player, an established player who might not make the team. And I really don't this early in camp. I mean, you can't tell anything really from the first week like that anyhow. You can't tell that. But if I had to pick somebody, I might pick him because he did have – he really wasn't doing much last year before he got hurt. And they've really upgraded the position. They brought in a couple people. And uh, they brought back Darren Sproles. And I think Corey really needs to get healthy and get out there and, and show some pop in some preseason games and, you know, not make mistakes and, and things like that to really solidify, if not a roster spot, at least a, a real role, a, a significant role yeah. in the well, offense. Well, he was a kick returner for a while, so I think he may right now be the lead yeah. candidate for that job. I think. As we go along here before we get to the cut down, at least one of these guys, I mean, because they're so deep right now at, at, at running back. I mean, hell, Josh Adams led this team in rushing last year. I mean, that's <laughs> right. not something that you, know, you, you want to brag about if you're them. But 
He did. And so you can't just say, well, he's not going to make the team. They're going to trade somebody. I mean, there's going to be a team that needs a running back. I don't know if it's going to be Smallwood. I don't know if it's going to be Corey Clement. I don't know if it's going to be Josh Adams. But one of these guys. Cowboys may need a running back. (laughs) Yeah, because their guy doesn't seem to want to come back anytime soon. Quite a downgrade from uh, Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, that's why, you know, as much as I think that's one way you're going to see that that number of running backs get reduced before we get to cut down. Yeah, Wendell Smallwood, I don't, th- I don't think he's a guy you could trade, but Josh Adams may be a yeah, guy that you could yeah. get something for. Uh, let's switch over to the wide receiver if we're going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. And, Dombo, uh, you've kind of paid special attention to Greg Ward and and the performance he's had so far here in camp. What, what do you make of him and, and his chances of making the team? He's catching everything they throw to him. He's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of reps, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a weird situation because, I mean, they, you know, he didn't make the team for the second straight time last, last year, was on practice squad for, what, one week before they released him from that, and he basically was out of a job. Uh, and then he goes to the AAF and turns out to be, you know, I mean, these guys obviously, like every other NFL team, were watching that league before it folded, and they were impressed by what he did there. Uh, and he's coming here, and, I mean, he, ha- he has had to flash, you know, Doug said today, you know, that he's he's gotten on film, which is his way of saying he's making plays out in practice. And he made them again today. He made some nice throw. He made him. He may have made the best catch in practice today. Back shoulder, in the red zone, a back shoulder uh, play in the in, in the in the red zone in the end zone for a touchdown. I think it was a seven on seven drill. But oh uh, no, I saw. I was, I'm sorry, I was referring to an earlier team drill. Okay. Where it was a it was yeah. a back shoulder, and he, um, you know, he. It was a great throw, yeah, and he beat yeah. two guys. Now, he's he, a guy that you can use some you know, inside, outside. Yeah. You can use him a lot like Aguilar. Uh, now, we're not talking a guy that's going to have an impact, but because they've got four spots that are taken. I mean, four wide receiver spots. Then the question is, do they keep five? Do they keep six? Well, if they keep six, I think, you know, he's in, the, he's in that right. mix right now. Yeah, the problem th- is they have several guys in yeah. that mix, and, they, and several of them look good. I mean, and, he, and that's where he the certainly looks good. Yeah. yeah, he certainly looks good. This is his third Eagles camp. He's one of those guys that we've seen, yeah. you know, a lot, and he's he's always been close. Yeah. I mean, he's never been a guy that you thought, oh, he can't play. You know, he was a you know, quarterback at Houston, but switched to wide receiver his senior year. And uh, I've always kind of liked him. He's small, and I, I guess you could say there are a lot of guys like him. Yeah. But, you know, I, I His I quarterback has, background intrigues me because – when you have it an offense that's a little bit imaginative like this one, there's ways you can find to, to, to use him on, on some, you know, on some options and really things. Special. But, I mean, at worst-case scenario with him, he's got a third year left uh, to go on the practice mm-hmm. squad. So, uh, you know, that's where I think he could end up and, and, or get claimed by somebody else. Here's someone, Here's someone who could claim him, former quarterback. Hmm, he's kind of a slot, small guy. Bill Belichick, the go. Patriots, they like guys like there that. You go. I don't know if he has the type of size that Julia Edelman has in terms of bulk. girth. Yeah, yeah, yeah bulk. Yeah. But a um, he, he can play. He, he'll play somewhere in the NFL, I think, for for a little while at least. Uh, I would be remiss if we, or we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the quarterbacks. Yeah, go figure. We waited until the third uh, um, topic to get to the quarterbacks. Not that much um, to say there. Though. Yeah, not yeah, much, not to, much say to say about Carson because I mean, obviously, there's always a lot to say about Carson. He looks like but Carson. He, he looks like Carson. He's been very good. Um, no surprise there. The most important thing is that he's had no setbacks, setbacks in terms of his health. But Sudfeld uh, is an intriguing uh, player, obviously, because he's replacing Nick Foles, and he's 
um, not played very much in the NFL. And I thought he had a very good practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They gave him the most reps that day. A lot of it was red zone work, which he, I think he, that's probably where he's been best, which is a great thing to be best at. Um, that being said, they weren't wearing pads yesterday. It wasn't much of a contact-type practice. When the pads have come on and and there's been more contact, that's where he's he's struggled a little more, not because he's, he can get hit or like that. I think just because the intensity has been ratcheted up. What do you think, Les, about Sudfeld and, and – um, and his development. I mean, this is year three for him here in yes, Philadelphia. That's, that's a good point. I, I'd like to see more. I, I've i always kind of liked the guy. I mean, he's an interesting person. He has good size. He has a good arm. Uh, but he doesn't have great feet. And uh, like you, I, I kind of there have been some days when he just hasn't been on beam. And I kind of think if you're going to reassure people, you know, that Nick Foles is gone and you're the guy, I think maybe you need to be a little more uh, – dialed in than he is and I don't mean to suggest that he's not trying hard but he just hasn't really looked better than uh you know Kessler who's much smaller uh he hasn't really looked like Nick Foles I guess is what I'm saying yeah and Nick Foles was never a very good practice that's player true either. that's true so maybe, so maybe Sudfeld just needs an opportunity to get there and play now he did he had um some pretty good games in the preseason last he year. sure did I, we've seen him play really well in the preseason. Yeah, so it's, you know, um, I've been joking, though, that if if uh, if Sudfeld doesn't look good in these preseason games, there's always a former number seven. Sam this offense. Sammy Bradford, Damo's boy. <laughs> sleeves, get sleeves back in here. I don't here. think he has any connections with this staff at all, though, right? Peterson, yeah. He, Peterson. he was uh, their the first starting year. quarterback. For, uh, Two months, you know, I mean. But he knows the offense. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, he knows the offense. But, I mean, as far as I know, he's decided but to retire. It was, that so. was Shermer's thing, though, is that. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think there's anybody here that wants. Well, he was, well, he was here originally because, yeah, because Shermer and then Chip yeah. Chip went along with it. You know, if, if, if you could take Kessler's awareness and reactions and – and and Sudfeld's arm, you'd have a great quarterback. Yeah, you would. Uh, unfortunately, Kessler can't throw from me to you, and we're like three feet apart right here. But it, yeah. I mean, which is unfortunate because he's got a lot of because I, I smell. <laughs> oh no no uh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big Sudfeld fan. I mean, he's a terrific guy. Uh, I just you know they are they are trying to cover every base here. And you feel like the, they haven't the event covered of that injury, yeah. and then I look at quarterback and I say, you know, I mean, and a spot that you are really should be concerned about, considering Carson's history. Yeah. yeah. Well, is and, it possible to really cover that base? I mean, they did with Foles, yeah, but that was the that only was unique. that. Yeah, right. that's right. A right. One of many teams yeah, that, that when the quarterback goes down, they're screwed. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, they the Eagles had that luxury. Nick, everything just fell into place. He, right. He wanted to be in Philly. He was willing to to handle the role, and then he had that incredible background of uh, in his you know right. of having s- how many starts he had. So yeah, you're right. That is rare. I like I like Sudfeld a little more than you guys perhaps, just because I feel like th- the physical skills are there, and he's yeah, not a no, dummy. Um, my only concerns with him again is like I feel like uh, confidence. Like he he's. When he's been in games or even the pre- preseason, there was times when he just would always check down. Like that was the game city. that he played the whole game. Uh, was right, it year before right, last? Dallas, yeah. yeah. That was exactly that was the he first did. game. So and I it was effective. They, they did move the ball and they did score points. But yeah. Yeah. but nonetheless, if he had – I think he could get through, you through a game against the right opponent. 
if something minor happened to Carson Wentz. But if you had to play him six games and in the playoffs, I think you're in huge trouble. Yeah, yeah you're done. Well, you're definitely be done if you have to rely on Clayton Thorson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to pile on the rookie because it's so very early into his career, and he's and he does have good size and he has a pretty good arm. But I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback struggle like this yeah. in training camp. Yeah. I mean, I've seen we've seen our share of quarterbacks and some that that haven't been very good. Um, there's just not there's nothing there right now. And and that's tough. I mean, he obviously a fifth round pick isn't a high pick, but. They only had five picks this year, yeah. and they used one of them on this guy. You know, I mean, I, I knew they, they were determined to draft a quarterback, but I don't know. They might have pushed this one. The concern I had when he was coming out was he had a terrific freshman year at Northwestern. I mean, he was a four-year starter there. And, and he didn't have – after that, he, he was playing on some pretty bad teams, but he never elevated his play. And you always worry about that, like when a guy – has a good season early and then, you know, just never uh, keeps getting better. So I thought they were getting away from the wishing and hoping yeah, guys. And I think yeah. that with, it, with, with, with this guy, especially, I think with quarterbacks, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, obviously fifth round, you're kind of, you're kind of taking a little bit of a gamble. Um, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to bury the kid because again, something, if there's a coaching staff that can, that can get the most out of a quarterback, I think it's this one. I mean, Doug uh, can do it. Um, yeah, Frank Reich isn't here anymore, but they still have guys, quarterback, uh, guys with quarterback knowledge to kind of coach him up. So let's give him yeah. a little bit of time here. I would, I want to see how he does in real games, but so far, man, uh, geez, he's been terrible. Um, let's do some defense here uh, on the defensive line. There's been a couple, I wouldn't say surprises, but there's been guys who kind of making a push for the roster spot. And number one is Joe Osman, and the reason why, like again. Look, I have to take some of that with a grain of salt because it seems like the guy he only only got he's beaten one guy regularly, and that's Jordan Mailata. Uh, um, when he goes up against Andre Dillard, and I saw him today go up against uh, one of the undrafted rookies, and he kind of had struggled struggled against him in one on ones. But when Jim Schwartz is doing things and special for you, you know, by having you as the Joker with the first team defense, that makes me think, mm, okay, maybe they're trying to find some sort of role for this guy. And I don't think it's necessarily that only uh, that six that only five defensive ends make the team. In fact, I think like it could be just five. Mm -hmm. Like I just feel like someone like Sharif Miller is a perfect candidate for IR. Mm -hmm. Like somehow they'll find a way to get him on IR and get Joe Osman on the roster. Um, you know, what, what, what do you think of Osman? Osman did really well today in a one-on-one -on -one drill. I noticed one time he was against Jason Kelsey, and he got around him really quickly. Uh, Osman is super fast, but he's one of those guys that this is kind of his, his venue because he's so light, even though he added some muscle and weight. He's really small for a defensive end. And I saw another one-on-one. -on -one, I don't even remember who the offensive line guy was. It wasn't somebody who's going to make the team, where he got really low and the offensive lineman was just able to sort of like – stuff him into the ground. Yeah, I yeah, saw, I saw that yeah. one too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of going to be more what happens when he's up against real players, you know. But he has worked really hard. He has that quickness. And if you could find a roster spot for him, you know, you could bring him in half a dozen snaps a game on third down as an extra, you know, when you're playing some kind of weird front or something and uh, you maybe get a sack, you know. Uh, and he, he he can bend. I mean, if, if, assuming 
Fletcher Cox comes back healthy, uh, which seems to be the case. Uh, I mean, that interior rush is going to be so strong this year, potentially can be so strong. It's going to help guys like Osman on the outside yeah. who are going to get one-on-one opportunities and be able to take advantage of them and are going to not have – you know, you're, what, what, what that inside rush is going to do this year, if it's as good as they hope, is guy, quarterbacks are not going to be able to step up because, I mean, because that, you know, that rush is going to be right in their face and that's going to help the ends pick up, you know, yeah. and Brandon Graham may finally get his double digit number this there year. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, look, we're talking about a bottom of the roster guy, but um, those are usually the stories early here in camp. We know Brandon Graham's going to be the team. We know Vinnie Curry's going to be the team. We know Derek Barnett is going to be the team, although he hasn't really been doing anything in terms of team drills. And a lot of times, um, well, they've changed a lot about this camp. I mean, yeah, they're really going easy. Yeah, I mean, two, two, two. You know, this is gonna be the, like you said, the one of the, the first of just two uh, full contact practices. Uh, you know, I mean, you look every day. You look at players' lockers. There's an acupuncture appointment for just every player. Massages. Uh, I mean, they are just trying so hard to keep everybody healthy and not get hurt, so that when they get to week one, yeah. Um, Jason Kelsey got a day off. Jason yeah. Peters got a day off. Deshaun Jackson got a day <laughs> off. I mean, does Deshaun really need it? I mean, well, he's 32. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not like he. <laughs> he's a track guy. Who was, I don't know. Was it Andy or uh, Kelly that had the uh, over thirty club? Oh, Andy, Andy did. Andy that. did. Yeah. yeah, Andy had it. But it was. But th- that's when training camp was was training camp. That's when two days were were two days. That's when you had two very difficult pack practices. Now it's just like one practice in the walkthrough. Yeah. Um, look, I I get it. Um, they just want to get these guys. Uh, to the start of the season as a veteran team, like, you don't really kind of have to really push it uh, to get them going. And, and obviously, we know the success they've had. You know, Dick Vermeil was at it for one of the first couple of practices. I'm, I'm sure he was thinking, "What the hell's going on yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah. He said that to me one time one year, and he and he actually used a word I didn't think Dick Vermeil uses, and I was like, "Whoa, Dick!" Uh, <laughs> but um, since we're talking about the uh, the line play, let's let's jump over to the offense, back over to the offense, and. And Les, you're writing about uh, the top pick, who looks good. And Doug mentioned him. He says, "Oh, there's times when he may." You know, it's funny that he said that. He kind of he and kind what of, he said was exactly yeah, what, the opposite of what I think and what Mike Gross said yesterday. What he said was, "It's not always pretty." Yeah, I think he's to very me, pretty. That's exactly the opposite of Andre Dillard. Is so smooth. He's like glass out there. He might, maybe he messes up an assignment. I don't know. I can't really tell, but. Yeah. He's in, he stays in front of his guy. He doesn't lunge or, you know, stumble or anything like that. And it was an odd quote, and I'm kind of wrestling with how I'm going to use that in my story. Yeah, I was a little surprised <laughs> that he used that. I felt like if, if Andre has, like, struggled, it's um, been like, you know, maybe strength thing. Power. Yeah. yeah, power things. But running, in pass running, blocking, yeah. I haven't seen him. In those one-on-one drills, I haven't seen him get beat yet. You know? Yeah. Do you know what uh, he reminds me? Like he's like, and remember uh, Howard Mudd, um, the way he taught uh, blocking for a lot of offensive linemen. Set. Yeah. It, well, that, but he'd also, the hop, he would tell guys to watch point guards out front guarding guys. And Dillard looks like that to me. Like, right. I mean, so nimble. Like, he's like Steve Nash out there guarding. And, and right. he just hop in front of him, and he's like a wall. Um, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty darn good. You know, and I wrote a story already about him in this camp. But what the heck? Why not another? <laughs> the first one was about how 
it's odd as a first-round pick, but if Jason Peters really is healthy and, you know, stays healthy, then Dillard won't play much, which is kind of – it's been – Marcus Smith was the last first-round Eagles right. pick that didn't yeah. didn't play. Yeah. Um, but this story is going to be more about how smooth he has looked and also his high school coaches, uh, two of them, were here today. And uh, it's an interesting it's, – it's kind of been written a few times, but this is a guy who didn't really want to play football <laughs> – he was a basketball player, and uh, his dad had played college football, and uh, he didn't have a lot of success when he first started playing. He was real skinny. Yeah. It took quite a while. It took him maybe his junior year of high school before he really blossomed into a player. But these guys could see, these guys that I talked to today, were very uh, – he was such a great athlete. And they did these drills to measure athleticism, and, you know, on a high school team, he was – yeah, you know, extraordinarily yeah. gifted. The only reason they played him on the offensive line was that because he had no football background and really hadn't studied it at all, they feel like that would be easier than trying to. Otherwise, they might have been like a linebacker or a tight end yeah. or something. But uh, you know, it's it's a great story. It it to me, those are guys that there's a little bit of an alarm bell sometimes in the draft process because you want guys ideally that live and sleep and Danny Watkins. Yeah. Eat football. You don't want guys, yeah, like Danny Watkins, who don't really care. But I don't think that's the case with Dillard. I think he cares. I think it just took him a long time to develop that confidence and that uh, idea that he that this was going to be his yeah. life. You well, know, one I, of the I, things, if you recall, from when he was introduced after they drafted him, was like again, um, get putting on the weight. Remember, it's hard for him to play yeah, he, the weight. That's why he was at Washington State. You know, he didn't have a lot of offers because he was uh, he was basically tight end size when he went to college. But when you hear what he had to go through to put on the weight and the fact that he was willing to do it, like getting mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night all the time, yeah. I mean, that, that, it doesn't sound like a big deal. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, who wants to eat in the middle of the night besides the three of us and most yeah. sports writers? <laughs> but, you know, when you're, like, 21, you know, 20 years old and, and it was on top, on top of all the other things you're doing to put on weight. But, um, yeah, Dillard's been good. All right, so we're getting near the end of here. I want to wrap things up with uh, one little uh, – um, maybe you guys can give your best anecdotes about what you th- what has stood out one play, one moment from camp besides seeing Sal Palantoni take a shirt off in the media room. Um, I didn't see that. That I'm was kind of glad. Dom was like, that's the last thing I want to see today. <laughs> uh, but was there, one, <laughs> was there one moment in camp so far that uh, – kind of has stood out the most to you, whether it's like a great play or whether it's, I don't know, something you saw afterwards or. You know what, it's for me, it was probably, and you know, and I, I mean, I've been skeptical about Deshaun's return because I'm just leery of, the, of what's going to happen down the road here if he doesn't get his targets. And, uh, but there was a, the, the, the sideline throw from Carson dropped it right over two safeties, right in, I mean, it was just a beautiful play even in training camp to see the two of them uh, and what's potentially uh, could be this season yeah yeah no I think that's a good one Les I I put you on the spot I don't have a moment but I have I've seen a lot of moments where I was impressed with the secondary and especially the corners and the way they broke up passes or intercepted passes we've talked a lot about how loaded this offense is now and you would think that the offense should dominate these drills, these practices, because they have so many weapons. But I, I haven't really seen that. I've seen guys like Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones making great plays on the ball, especially in the red zone, really looking, really giving 
guys like Zach Ertz and a hard time. You, you know. raise a good point because all the talk this offseason is like, well, this offense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To me, the defense has been winning most days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, that sometimes typically happens early in camp because it takes a while for the offense to to know the plays and to get comfortable doing all that. But and like, you don't, I don't know. know what would happen. They haven't tackled but one day. So a lot of these times that you think, okay, they – they tried to run this guy around in. There's four defenders there. You're assuming he's going to get stuffed. Maybe in a game, he maybe he'd run through all four of yeah, them. I don't no, know. But I, certainly the defense hasn't looked overmatched. Uh, my thing would be just like looking over to the, like the unused field and not seeing many players over there conditioning. Right. Remember like some of the Andy Reid camps when there'd be like 12, 13 <laughs> guys. And it was just like, look, camps were tougher then. And there were guys like Deshaun that would take kind of – Health days a lot, yeah. or come up with a soft tissue injury. Uh, Asante, Asante <laughs> would always have at least one of those at camp. They don't be knocking my boy. Peters kind of did it actually back in the day a little too. Um, they're healthy, but I think the team is just being very, very conservative. They are when it comes to the injuries. And aside from Crivon LeBlanc, uh, Paul Warlow had a setback. You've had a couple guys like Blake Cannell's Countess miss a practice or two. Matt Collins has had another sight back. That's something that we have to um, acknowledge. And Miles Sanders today, aside from that, nothing so far. No ACLs, yeah. nothing, uh, you know, no IR, nothing Yeah, like that. no, I mean, yeah. obviously fans are probably saying they're knocking on wood right now, saying we're jinxing them, but. And yeah, um, we probably are. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. And most of these guys are not going to play in preseason either, so. Yeah, uh, you know we're going to see a lot of the backups, uh, you, you know, except for game three. And they're, yeah. I mean, because they're it, like you said, they're all about staying healthy yeah. for week one. Absolutely. Well, tomorrow will help them get healthy because it's a day uh, day off for the players, and really not for us. We don't get days off during training camp, no. but uh, you guys will this weekend. Hopefully, you can um, listen to the podcast at a good spot and continue to listen to the Bird's Eye View podcast. We'll be back probably sometime early next week. We'll have a little more to talk about then. Thanks a lot. Talk to you guys soon.